Well, you heard it straight from Pastor Austin. Start a life group. It's great. It's great. That's our new, that's our new promotion for all things life group. It's great. Amen. Pastor Lee, will you join me? Man, who loves Pastor Lee? Show some love. Come on. Come on. We uh, are going to have another conversation. Did you enjoy our conversation last week with Brian? Man, that was so good. Brian uh, couldn't make it tonight. He's, he's on call for work. And, uh, man, we just had really, really appreciate everybody's encouragement. Uh, he just got so many messages. He got so many encouragements. And, man, he just said, man, this is, this is an incredible honor to get to come and, and share his heart. So I just wanted to say thank you for uh, supporting him and stepping out that way. And uh, we had a great conversation last week, and we're looking forward to a good one this week. Amen. Um, Pastor Lee has uh, agreed to join me tonight, and I'm just going to be uh, really uh, transparent and vulnerable from the beginning. Uh, this week's been a hard week. Hard week. Um, I've, uh, we're both uh, here tonight as pastors in this house, and honored to be here, but uh, we both have a little bit of a, of a heavy heart. Um, because we've uh, we've seen um, it's 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 bittersweet. That's uh, right. You know when you when you lose people that you love, um, that you know are are with the Lord and have lived for the Lord. There's the sweetness of knowing that they've uh, entered into the place that we're all that we're all hoping for, for that that we're longing for. Um, but it's still uh, that's the sweet part. The bitter part is for us that remain. And uh, I want to start, uh, Pastor, just. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, if we could talk about sure. uh, Gary for a little bit. Sure. And uh, Alex, if you could put Gary's picture up. Um, Gary Armstrong has been with the ministry longer than anybody. He was with Dwayne when he was at New Zion. Um, it's a 34, 35-year relationship. Um, I, I tell you, hands down, um, victory would not be what it is today. Dwayne would not be who he is today without this man. I'm telling you. Gary, as many of you know, we called him lovingly Chief because of his Indian background. He was very proud of his heritage. And Gary was a quiet man. But when he spoke, he had wisdom. He was one of those individuals that let everybody at the table talk and banter about. And then when he said something, the room got quiet. He had the E.F. Hutton thing going on. Mm -hmm. And he just spoke with such such wisdom. And Gary was one of those individuals, not just because of his age, but because of his heart, who just fathered people naturally. He just loved people. And he would take people off to the side and encourage them and pour into them. And when Ginger and I were at the hospital at the last, maybe even day or day before Michael, my son, passed away, Gary showed up with Eva's wife. And like I say, Gary's a man of few words, but what he said was very kind and very encouraging. And then he handed me $100 so that nobody could see it. <laughs> and one thing I know about Gary, I'm not the only one who received $100 from him. That's right. I've talked to people, and there are so many people, he would just, <laughs> he would slip that too. And he was such an encouragement to our pastor. And, and Dwayne really will feel the loss of that because Gary was one of those people that lifted him up and encouraged him. Do you remember Dwayne talking about when he would preach, his hands would shake, and he'd have to he'd stand behind the podium because his leg would shake? And Gary was one of those individuals that saw in him 
the greatness that we now participate in. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those individuals that called it out. That's the way Gary was. And, and everybody who's connected to him just talks about his depth of love for the Lord. Gary had an encounter with God that I, I, I hope other people can hear. Gary actually served as an elder in two churches, had been serving the Lord for years and years. And he retired, he had money, he had land, he'd been fishing, he'd been hunting, and he basically just came to this place where he was unhappy. And the Lord basically said to him, you've tried religion, how about trying me? And from that point on, Gary had an insatiable desire for the word of God. And he got to the place where he told Eva, if they don't want to talk about Jesus, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. And so here, here's the thing. We as Christians, we need to navigate the tension between death being our enemy and it's appointed unto all of us once to die. That's right. Somehow in our culture, and especially in Christianity, we have forgotten we have a shelf life. We have forgotten that we have an expiration date. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how much you love God, eventually your body's going to say it's enough and you're going to go be with Jesus. But when you live a life well, yeah. this tension of we weep for us, but we rejoice for him. That's right. He has received all that we are, are striving for. And, and I'm going to tell you something. This is my heart. I, I want to talk about loss because we don't talk about it in our culture. And generation after generation suffers through, muddles through, zombies through, because we don't articulate the process. We don't know how to handle death. And we have a generation now that's refusing to go to funerals. So when they have to go, it's mm -hmm. terrible because they've yeah. never worked through the process. I think everybody ought to buy their kids dogs and cats and goldfish. Because you need to help your kids learn that death is a part of life. That's right. And that it's not the terrible thing that we've made it to be on one hand. It, it's part of living as a human being on this earth. And because we don't talk about it, we all suffer through trying to figure out, does everybody feel like this or am I just weird? We don't know how to realize it's a process. And C.S. Lewis had some incredible understanding of loss. C.S. Lewis said, losing a loved one is like losing an arm or a leg. You survive, but you're constantly reminded hmm. you're missing something. Yeah. And you have to learn to do life differently. And then he makes this incredible statement that took me a little time to grab a hold of. When it did, it smacked me right in the face. He said, I didn't know losing my wife would make me an embarrassment to my friends. D do you know? People do not know how to handle you in loss. That's why they don't talk to you. That's why they don't show up. That's why they don't call. Because they don't know how to handle your tears. Mm -hmm. what, what, we, what we want to do is we give you about four weeks if we're really spiritual. Yeah. And then we want you to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. But I can tell you as a man who's had lots of loss, the, the earliest one for me is my son Michael. He's been gone four years now. And there are still days I, I don't want to talk about it. I just, I don't, there are other days I can talk and I can laugh. He was a, he was a hoot. Yeah. He was a hoot. And I think that's what I missed the most is just, he made us laugh even yeah. when he wasn't trying to, because he would say things like, 
where did that come from? What you been smoking, dude? <laughs> Just came out of nowhere. Will you, will you real quick tell, tell the story you told me about uh, Michael filling up the van? Will you say that yeah, real quick? Ginger and I were at the table, and I was telling Ginger, hey, we need to fill up the van. And well, I need to go get gas. So we need to fill it up. And just a little while later, Michael came in, big old grin on his face. I guess he was seven years old or something. Dad, I filled up the van. I said, you did what? Yeah, I filled up the van. He had the water hose in it. And just was, water was coming. <laughs> just as proud as he could be. About $300 later, having to drop the tank. and <laughs> Just funny, man. He's, he just, my favorite story about Michael, though, is him not, he didn't know the word no. No meant maybe later. He just <laughs> So Michael asked me, he said, can, can, can we go to the Benson's house? That's some friends of ours. And I said, no, we can't go. He said, why not? I said, well, first off, we haven't told them we're coming. That would be rude. Well, what's number two? I said, well, number two is we haven't told your mother. She probably has supper ready. That's not honoring her either. Well, what's number three? So I'm answering four, five, six. When I got to seven, I realized this is not going to quit. So I said, Michael. The bottom line is, we are not going to the Bensons. He said, what's the top line? <laughs> so when you, when you go through loss, though, people do not know how to act. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to deal with you crying. And I've, what I've begun to do is I just make people deal with me. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm at the table and I start crying, I just cry. Yep. And I just tell them, it's okay. You don't have to shut up. You don't have to be quiet. You didn't do anything wrong. Give me a second. It'll be all right. Yeah. Because people just, because we're, we're quiet about it, because we want you to go back to work. You know, people want you to go back to work and get better, but not for your sake. Yeah. They want you to get better for their sake. And we just don't have a scriptural basis anymore no. for how to rejoice with those that rejoice. That's right. And mourn with those, those that, that mourn. mourn. We do not know how to be emotionally healthy. That's right. That's we've, right. we've duped ourselves into Christian cliches. Mm -hmm. and can, I, can, I, can I just talk tonight like yeah. a father to the children? Stop throwing Christian cliches at people. There are truth, but they don't help. <laughs> when, when you lose a loved one, somebody goes, well, you know they're in a better place. Yeah, yeah I know that. They're in a better place, but I'm not. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm in the worst place in my life. It's mm -hmm. like, it's, we just toss it out there. Yeah. Well, you know they're in no more pain. Yeah, but I am. Yeah. We have all these things. We just, we've heard it. We just toss it to people like, okay, you can get better now. I gave you a phrase here. Just get over it. And it's a process. But it's okay that it's a process. Yeah. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to let your heart, because honestly, beloved, tears are many times the best way your body knows how to respond to what's going on. That's good. That's right. You know, being angry, anger, anger is not a problem. Anger is not the issue. What you do with it is the issue. Being angry is the right response. Yes. Death is our enemy. We, yeah. Everything in us goes, this is not right. Mm -hmm. We were meant to live eternally, and everything in us goes, this is not right. Yeah. And so when people get mad, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, listen, God can handle it. He's got big shoulders. Amen. And we need to allow people the opportunity to process through that. Mm -hmm. My friend. Gary, 34 years I've been friends with him. That's a long time. I feel bad for people who can't have a relationship more than like three months or something. <laughs> yeah. like, Man, you need to change, dude. <laughs> That's right. Um, 34 years, we still love one another. We're still mm -hmm. for one another. And you can't lose something like that and not feel it. Mm -hmm. 
And to act as if it's not there is not true to yourself. Yeah. Have you? I just love the scriptures. I just. So it says Jesus wept. Yeah. What do we do with that? He's fixing to raise the guy from the dead, but he weeps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's because loss hurts. Jesus says this in his word, and, and this is going to blow your mind. The Bible says, beautiful in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. Mm. As you hear the quiet? Yeah. Because we don't see death the way God does. See, when a Christian dies in faith, the Lord applauds him. Amen. The Lord says to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Hey, go ahead. Amen. But I don't, I don't want to dominate tonight. I just, I just want to share for you. You're good. Yeah. If you've ever had your child work through something difficult for them, I mean, work hard to get a C on a math test, work hard to learn how to dribble, work really hard in the face of brothers making fun of them or whatever, and press through and do something that, that was really, really hard, and you honor that and you rejoice at that, you, you kind of get a grasp of the Lord doesn't see death the way we do. When you've lived a life for God, when you've died in faith, the Bible says God is not ashamed of you. Can I show you that? See it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. Now, th this is the chapter of faith. This is, this is your Bible. No, actually, this is my Bible, but it's our Bible. Hebrews eleven thirteen, 13. The chapter of faith. Heroes of the faith, as many times as what this chapter is called. Now faith is the substance of things. By faith they did this. By faith they did that. Verse 13. These all died in faith. Listen to what it says. Not having received the promises. They believed for a thing and didn't see it. And God said they still had faith. Yeah. And then he goes on in verse 16 to, send, verse 16 to say, But now... They desire a, a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Amen. They died in faith, not having received the promise. Let me tell you what I have found. The problem is we've believed a half-truth. If we have faith... We have to believe to receive. But what we have done is we have taken that particular concept and made it the driving force of faith. If you receive, then you must have faith. But the Bible teaches that biblical faith is faith when you believe, even when you don't receive. That's good. Oh, sorry. I knew that's not going to go over well. I'll show it to you. Because we love, by faith... They subdued kingdoms. Mm -hmm. By faith, they wrought righteousness. By faith, they escaped the edge of the sword. By faith, women received their dead to life again. <laughs> he says uh, in verse, uh, let me see here. Uh, oh, my goodness. Verse 39, I think. All these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. Did you see that not receiving didn't keep them from being in faith? That's good. Can, can, can I, listen, 
We have another friend that passed away this week. It's one part of the reason our hearts are sad. Nathan Williams, Nathan and Cecily. Nathan passed away early this morning, like about 4.20. And Nathan got a rare, very, very rare brain cancer. And people are shook. Their faith is shook. But if Nathan would have died in a natural battle, having fought as hard as he fought and believed God as hard as he believed God, we have a picture of him where he's, his physical body is in such disarray, but he's got Christian music on the TV, and he's laying in the bed with his hand raised, trusting God, praising God, worshiping God, fighting the good fight of faith. faith. If Nathan would have died in a natural battle, having fought that hard, we'd give him a gold medal. We'd give him a medal of honor. Mm -hmm. We'd give him a medal of valor. We would give him a letter of commendation. We would write incredible things about him. We might even have a movie celebrating his courage. Mm -hmm. But because it's a spiritual battle and because we don't understand you can have faith and not receive, we think we lost. Yep. We, we, the body of Christ, are almost ashamed of our faith when we pray and we pray and we pray and we don't get what we pray for. We think we miss God. We think we didn't have faith. But I'm telling you right now, when Nathan entered the gates of heaven, God said to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Amen. It's so easy to say you have faith when you got money in the bank mm -hmm. and when your marriage is great and your kids are obeying and you have your physical health. But the Bible says you can have faith when none of those things are visible Amen. and you're still trusting God. You can go to your grave not having received something, and God will say to you, you were a great man of faith. That's right. That's right. Amen. You know, this morning, after we found out the you know, report on, on Nathan, um, and Cecily, uh, Nathan's wife, so graciously uh, gave us permission to use this, this photo. Um, that's from Nathan a couple days ago, and Pastor Lee and... And uh, Pastor Seth and I, we spent multiple hours uh, at the house with Nathan and with his family. And uh, on the back end of praying and believing, uh, I know that uh, our ministry team here in Durant that I'm so grateful for, uh, Doug and Terry Estes lead our ministry team Amen. for us here, and they're incredible people. And we had for a, a, whole, a whole month... Uh, 30 members of our ministry team commit to pray 30 minutes a day. 30 members committed to pray 30 minutes a day uh, for Nathan, for, for breakthrough, for healing in his life. And, uh, you know, we've just been in the middle of really the 2020 has felt like it's already been yeah. a year <laughs> in and of itself. Uh, we get the news a couple weeks ago about uh, the... Uh, the health uh, attack on Pastor on Dwayne. Pastor Dwayne, yeah. Uh, we go in the middle of this this fight with Nathan and for his health, and while we're at the house ministering to Nathan, yeah. we get, get the text. text about uh, Brother Gary yeah. uh, passing away. And this morning, as I was uh, driving and just talking to the Lord in my heart, um, he deposited this thing in me, and he just he just gave me a phrase. And that led to Pastor Lee and I's conversation today and uh, us just feeling like we needed to be able to sit down and, and talk about these things that are going on. And I felt the Lord tell me uh, very clearly 
um, that he wanted us as leaders to be able to start training and equipping the people in what it means to have a faith that says, even if he doesn't. Yes. I heard it so clear in my heart when I was driving this morning. He said, you have to go and equip the people, teach the people about living a life of a faith that looks like, I believe, even if he doesn't. Even if he doesn't. And he, and he prompted to, to my remembrance, uh, Daniel chapter 3. And it's a familiar passage, two verses here. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, for the Veggie Tales fan in the house tonight, this is Rack, Shack, and Benny, okay? And uh, you know the story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three uh, Hebrew uh, children, uh, part of the Babylonian captivity. Uh, pagan king Nebuchadnezzar makes a golden statue of himself and uh, pretty much says you're going to worship this, this graven image or else. Uh, and the else is being thrown into the fire, into the furnace. And this is, listen to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's response to King Nebuchadnezzar. He says, your threat, this is Jan Daniel chapter 3, 16 and, and 18. I'm reading out of the message. Your threat means nothing to us. Think about that. <laughs> your threat means nothing to us. If you throw us in the fire... The God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up, O king. But even if he doesn't, I say that again, even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference, O king. <laughs> we still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the golden statue you set up. I think it's important for uh, us to remember tonight and that to be people of faith means that we're called to one thing and one thing alone. And that's to take our faith and deposit it in this one thing, which is the character, goodness, the nature, the person of God. Amen. I think a lot of times people try to have faith in their faith. Yeah. yeah. Or faith in their prayer. Absolutely. Or faith in the anointing. <laughs> uh, faith in whether or not their hands get hot when they pray for somebody. Or, yeah. or faith on whether or not they... Uh, get a prophetic word or don't get a prophetic word. But the greatest miracles that I've seen in my life have come from just a place of quiet trust. Yeah. Uh, I really think that the greatest faith that we have really does rest on the shoulders of quiet trust. Amen. And it's not faith in an outcome. No. It's not faith in, a, in, in, in just a momentary thing. It's faith in the person of Jesus. Amen. Um, even though we're walking through this week two instances of losing friends, yeah. it's a bad instance. It's a, it's a uh, sorrowful circumstance. It hurts. Uh, but God is still good. Amen. And he's still worthy to be praised. Amen. And I look at men like our brother Nathan. Yes. Laying on a bed in his final hours and saying, even if he doesn't. Even if he doesn't. Amen. That's faith. That's faith. That's faith. I, I, I'm telling you, we're sissies. Mm. We're, 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 just, we're just sissies. People won't come to church because it's snowing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a jab. It's, it's okay. It's, we can tell them they're here. <laughs> we won't tell anybody else. Yeah. yeah. People, They'll get it on the recording. People crack me up. I'll, I'll fight the devil. You won't even come to the church when Dwayne's not here. That's right. You, you won't come to yeah. the church if it's raining outside. Yeah. Um, 
We have these people who don't understand Job. The Bible says about Job when he was attacked and his children were killed and his houses collapsed and his income was taken away. The Bible says about Job, he, he, he wouldn't dishonor God with his lips. He wouldn't, he wouldn't curse mm -hmm. God with his lips. He fell down and, and worshiped God. And then his body was attacked and the Bible says that he wouldn't accuse God falsely. Mm -hmm. And we have not so smart people. I, I worded that well. We have not so smart people who say, well, that stuff came upon him because he feared it. Mm -hmm. The Bible says it came upon him because he was a righteous man and God brought up his name. Yeah. Right? What kind of faith does it take to say, even if he kills me? See, God, Job didn't know there was a devil. Yeah. All Job knew was God. Mm -hmm. We have the backstory. We get to read and go, we see the whole picture. He yeah. didn't see the whole picture. Yeah. That the devil was the that cause the of it. the devil was the cause of it. So he, he had no response but to say, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Because he mm -hmm. didn't know the devil was the one taken away. Yeah. And yet he says, because he has such faith in God, even if he slays me, yet will I trust him. Mm. Where is that in the body of Christ today? That's right. If we get a blue Corvette instead of a red one, we're angry at God. <laughs> See, they don't... I, I deal with these people. Yeah. They're angry at God over the silliest of things. And, and, and we, our faith in this time, in this generation, we need to be a people who really do trust God no matter what. We don't, we don't trust Him because we get planes and trains. We trust Him because He's God. And our faith rises to a place where we have a maturity where we believe. And even if we don't receive, we hear the Lord say, well done. Mm. We, we need to be rejoicing in Nathan's courage. That's right. I, I'm going to say something most of you will probably get angry at me about, but I have little respect for people who haven't been through anything. It bothers me greatly when people come to our gym and complain about the floor. Mm -hmm. Because I remember my kids playing basketball on a cement floor with a metal backboard. Mm -hmm. It didn't cost them anything. People who I respect are people who have been through some stuff and they still love God. Amen. People who've weren't walked through some tough times. Yeah. And and we call them desert experiences. You can call them what you want. They're not fun. Yeah. And yeah. all the people of faith want to put them off somewhere as if they're not very <laughs> real, but they're extremely real. And I watch person after person fall away from God because they don't have a depth in relationship with God in which their faith is even if he slays me. Yeah. Yet will I trust him. Yeah. I'm going to believe I receive, but even if I don't, I'm going to believe. That's right. That's what faith isn't about receiving. Faith is about believing. It's about believing. I heard the Lord speak to me and he said, um, would you rather believe and be disappointed or not believe and be a disappointment? Mm. I don't want to be a disappointment to God. Mm. I want my faith <laughs> to be real. Yeah. And I'd rather believe and be disappointed that I didn't get what I want. But here at the end of my days, well done. Amen. You walked in faith. That's right. You Amen. faithful You servant. faithful servant. That's faithful exactly servant. right. I think it's, uh, it's at times like these that we've got an opportunity to address a little bit uh, our stance as a church in regards to what you hear so often uh, in the middle of loss. Um, things like, you know, well, God took them. Or God needed another angel. Uh, or, you know, the, my, my least favorite one. Uh, and I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you tell them the truth. 
Uh, but, you know, well, you know, God looked down and he just saw the most beautiful flower. And he just plucked that flower and he said, you know, on the yeah. vase in his desk or whatever it might be. Uh, can wow. we can we speak to that a little bit? Yeah, but I have to calm myself for just a second. <laughs> not only is that wrong, it's theologically completely wrong. Not only is it wrong, but it's a character assassination of God. Yeah. Let me... <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is not hard. This is not rocket science. Is God the all-sufficient God? Yeah. Then what does God have need of? Nothing. God doesn't need our loved ones. He doesn't take them. He receives them. There's a vast, vast difference. It's good. It's, it's such a morbid thought. If you really play it through, God's got this bouquet of dead people. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But I'll tell you what it does. It eases people's conscience because they don't want to have the tough conversations. That's right. It's easy to blame God because what are you going to do? Yeah. See, that's the problem. Yeah. Is if you believe God is the one taking your loved ones, then the enemy wins. Mm-hmm. Because how can you trust a God that's it. that takes, that's causing all this pain? If he's the author of that, yeah. how can my goodness. Because as soon as you lose trust in God, you lose faith in God. And as soon as you lose faith in God, you lose relationship that's with exactly Him. That's exactly right. And that's it's, what the enemy's after. It's a domino effect. He's after the relationship. If you knew, because I, I like to witness, I like to share with people. And if you knew how many hundreds, if not thousands by now, of people who have told me they're not going to come to church, and their number one reason is God took their grandma, mm. God took their uncle. Some, some pastor told them, God, God took them. I, I, you know, I wrote a book about helping people deal with death, and it's small because people don't want a novel when they're hurting. And in that, I shared about um, suicide. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really difficult because we don't want to give people a license to go ahead and take their life because sure. it's, it's the wrong question anyway. But a lady who read the book in Pennsylvania sent me an email. She said, my husband was a leader in our church, a deacon in our church. He led Sunday school many times, and he got cancer. All our money is gone. We're about to lose our home, and he took his life. Mm. The first words of her pastor to her and her two children was, you know he went to hell, right? Mm. Now, Now listen, even if you believe that, which we don't, but even if you believe, where is compassion? Yeah. Where is timing? Where... It's, it's so sad, the things we blame God for and the things we say to people. God doesn't take anybody. He receives. If I took money from you, that's way different than receiving money from that's you. That's right. And so we need to be able to talk. We need to be able to help people realize that you can love God with all of your heart. And you can believe for 120 years, but eventually you've got an expiration date. That's right. And we need to be able to help people through the process we need to be able to love people well through this. It, it'd be easy if we just blamed God. Say, okay, well, God took him and we go on. But mm-hmm. we have people of faith. We know better. That's right. That's what makes this so hard. But what I want, I want you to go back and read Hebrews 11. Go ahead and read it. I dare you. Because twice he says in the chapter of faith, these all died in faith not having received the promise. By faith they did this. By faith they did that. By faith they did this. And it'd be great if he stopped there. But he didn't. He said, still others 
people of faith, heroes of the faith, still others wandered about in sheepskins, were tortured, were sawn in half. Do you have any Sunday school classes on that? Yeah. (laughs) Obviously we shouldn't. We're talking to kids. That's right. (laughs) But we need somebody to tell us that faith isn't about just receiving. Faith is about believing even when you don't receive. That's right. Faith is about trusting that God is sovereign. Yeah. That God is going to make this all work out in the end. We have connected to, if I don't receive, I must not have faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God says, you could believe your whole life and not get it and have the Lord say, well done. You did good. You endured. You That's went right. through. People were making fun of you. People laughed at you. People told you you didn't have faith. People said all these things. And you believe the word of God over what the world is trying to tell people. Mm-hmm. Well done. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Amen. So good. So good. And for me, that that looks like being able to continually confess the goodness of the God. The goodness of God. Regardless Amen. of the circumstance. Amen. And this, like, I love what you said. It's, it's a character assassination yeah. on God. On God. When people talk that way um, and they paint this picture. It's, it's a lot easier to create bad theology than it is to just believe the Bible. Absolutely. Um, and it's during times of hurt and pain and loss that we see uh, wrong theology created, which is just our view of God, what we think about God. Right. Uh, it's easy to go through something like what we went through with our brother Nathan and then now to create a theology that miracles don't happen anymore. Right, right. Yeah, but we know they do. That's, that's what makes it so hard. We know they do. We know they do. So we question when it doesn't. And but, what, but what causes people of faith to rise? Is it a culture and a theology that says, well, that just doesn't happen anymore? <laughs> or is it a culture of we see miracle after miracle and then something that makes us scratch our heads, right. but we choose to continue to believe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Only one cultivates yeah. faith. That's right. The other actually kills it at the root. Yeah. We're crazy as Christians. Um, we, we, just are, we, we just do really crazy things. We give up on God because we don't understand something. I'm just, I just don't get that. It doesn't make any sense. I'm throwing in the towel on my Christianity. But you use your phone, you have no idea what makes it work. No idea. None. You don't have a clue what makes you push. You ask, what makes that phone work? You push the button, yeah. right? You ask a woman, what makes your car work? The key. They have they have no idea. It's what? a thousand explosions. To be fair, that's my answer too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but we don't go, I'm not going to drive my car because I don't understand it. That's right. Only the Christian realm do we throw in the towel when we don't understand something. Only the Christian realm, in any natural battle, mm. we would be honoring this man. We would that's be right. saluting. We would be reverencing. We would be out of respect going, that man was courageous. But because it's spiritual... We miss the whole thing. Yeah. God's up in heaven going, yeah. he stood up. He greeted him. Well done. You fought a good fight. That's right. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the, fight, the faith. He says, I have fought a good fight. Now, we've been taught well that a good fight is one you win. Well, the next logical question is, how do you know you won? And he tells you, you keep the faith. Keep the faith. That's how you win. It's not receiving every time. It's keeping your faith in the midst of not receiving. Mm-hmm. It's trusting God when it doesn't make any sense. That's right. It's walking through and going, God is still good no matter what I feel, no matter mm-hmm. what 
I think God is good. And if you keep that at the forefront, it's easier to walk through knowing mm-hmm. God's not punishing us. God's not abandoning us. That's right. We fight a real battle. And we're the only army on the planet that doesn't believe in casualties. That's good. This was a general. Nathan was a general. Yes, he was. Gary was a general. Yes, he was. These are people who showed us how to walk in faith. And instead of honoring that, we've got our tail between our legs mm. and our head down. We're all depressed like we didn't have faith. And yet, it was incredible faith that I saw. That's right. There were people gathered around, trusting God, praying, That's praying right. over him, coming hour after hour, walking in faith, believing God. And instead of honoring that, they have to explain to people as if they did something wrong. That, that irks me. Yeah. That's, yeah. not, that's not understanding they walked in incredible faith. They That's need right. to hold their head high. Amen. 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 You know, I think whenever we allow loss, especially death, death of a loved one, death of someone close to us, when we allow that and we give place for the enemy to now use that to come between our relationship with the Lord, or as you talked about, even some walk away from the faith altogether. Um, We really neglect the power of the cross. Uh, Jesus, through his sacrifice, has defeated death. That's right. And when we allow loss, and especially in the middle of a situation that we don't understand, we almost say that death has a greater power in our life of in, in, as a life in, uh, as believers yeah. than the power of Christ. Then, that's right. Then the and what he's accomplished. Yep. Um, and I feel like it's in these times that we have the opportunity to really see a deepening of our faith. Yes. Really see our faith develop a maturity. Sure. To know and understand that this thing is about trust and dependence on God and God alone. Amen. And it really creates a pathway for us, I think, to uh, enter into what it means uh, to have the sufficiency of Christ in our life. Amen. Jesus really is enough. He really is uh, enough. All the benefits that come with the Lord uh, are beautiful. Right. But Christ, but Christ is, is enough all by exactly himself. exactly right. And uh, our relationship with we him. We read Fox's Book of Martyrs, and we are awed at people's faith. Mm-hmm. And we're encouraged that these people burning at the stake worshiped God while their body was on fire, yeah. and God was there with them and saw them through it. And we have... I mean, it, it's inspiring to know people love God like that. But where's that today? Yeah. We, we, get, we get called Republicans and we throw in the towel. That's right. We, 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 we get, we, <laughs> oh, you're one of them goody two-shoes. And we're, oh, I got, I got persecuted by the devil today. You whiny baby, grow up. <laughs> that, that, that's not persecution. That, yeah. That's nothing. We have people in other countries dying every day for this faith. That's right. And we need to get some Holy Ghost grit about us. We do. We need to get some Holy Ghost guts that says, I'm going to trust God no matter what, yeah. and, and God's going to see me through. And even when I don't receive, yea, though he slay me, yet will right. I trust him. We need, we need a company of people that rise up, that live with the faith, that says, even if he doesn't. Even if he doesn't. Yet I will praise Amen. him. Amen. Yet I will praise Amen. him. Amen. What else is on your heart? I, we'll be here a while. <laughs> I, I, I just want to encourage you, beloved. Every one of us is going to face loss at one time or another. We've got to stop blaming God for taking our 92-year-old grandma. She was ready to go. You, you're actually being really selfish mm-hmm. to hold on to somebody who's ready to go. Yeah. Um, we got to learn that this is a part of being in a fallen world. 
And we've got to stop blaming God. And we've got to stop getting angry at God. And we've got to stop walking through this thing as if this isn't a reality for all of us. We're all going to die. But whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. I, I, I believe this. I believe it's a lot easier to live for the Lord than it is to die for the Lord. But I, I want to be able to do both. That's right. I want people to look at my life when I'm, when I'm dead and gone and go, that man lived till the very end. Amen. Uh, that man stood the very end. He went through stuff and he didn't lose his faith. Yeah. You know, I have people all the time tell me, we've seen what you've gone through and you still love God and you still love your wife. And man, it's, it's caused me to believe that hey, I can go through what I'm going through. Well, why can't you be that? You know what Paul, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1, he says, God comforted us so that we could comfort others also. And then he said, the things that we've gone through, we went through for your salvation. Yeah. Can I ask you to, to take your Christian faith just a little bit farther and go, what if what you're going through was the final thing that caused your children to come to Christ? Would you be willing to go through that? That's right. Would you be willing to go through hard times for your kids to come to Christ? Could, could you take it even farther and be willing to go through something so that the lost would come to Christ? I mean, when those people were being martyred, Roman soldiers were coming to Christ at an they unprecedented were. rate. They were. They couldn't stomp them out. They'd kill one Christian and there'd be 100 Roman soldiers go, I want to follow a faith like that. That's right. Where is that in the church today? Yeah. We have to be able to come into a place of understanding that um, the Lord is able to do a work in us that produces an endurance. Yes. The scripture tells us about these trials, these sufferings, are actually working something in us that's, right. that's going to strengthen our faith. You mentioned 2 Corinthians. Uh, I had this passage on my heart, and I think uh, this is probably what I want to share in closing. Okay. And then I want to have you pray uh, over us as a father. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, 16 through 18. Here's our last encouragement for you tonight, for me, for all of us as the family of God. The Apostle Paul writes and he says this, So we're not giving up. Amen. <laughs> Do you know that Pastor Lee and I are going to believe again Absolutely. for cancer to bow its name to Jesus? Absolutely. With all of our heart. Amen. Absolutely. We're going to believe again. Because we know that God's good. That's exactly right. And we know His will towards us is good. Absolutely. So Paul says, so we're not giving up. Church, I want to encourage us that no matter what we might walk through this 2020 year, and it's already proven to be eventful, Yes. <laughs> we have to make a decision right now tonight that we're not going to give up. That we're not going to throw in the towel. We have to make a decision tonight to be a people that live with a faith that says... Even if he doesn't. Amen. So Paul says, we're not giving up. How could we? It's out of the message translation. Even though things on the outside, even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today 
gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. forever. You know, Pastor, there's a kingdom that will be totally consummated on the earth that will last forever. Last forever. That's housed here. That's right. This is coming from the passage that talks about this treasure that's carried in earthen earth vessels. vessels yeah. I think whenever we walk through hard times as a people, not only does it deepen our faith, but it deepens the hunger and the craving that we have for the Lord's return. Amen. And I think it's important for us in this time as the body of Christ to begin to crave that day. Yeah. To begin to crave the day whenever we see everything that we believe for that was a promise and not see that promise fulfilled. Yeah. The reason that we can ultimately still have faith in God is because there's a day coming when all those promises that's, will be fulfilled. That's right. It, it says, and we'll see it. Yeah, in Hebrews he said, they see it afar off. They, 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 they didn't get it, but they, they know it's coming. They have that, that endurance. <clears throat> let, me, let me say something, beloved. Psalms 92.7 basically says this. Teach us, Lord, to learn the brevity of life, that life is short, that we may live wisely. You know, if you understand that you have a shelf life, that you have an expiration date, if you live with the understanding that there's going to come a day you're not going to be able to do anything anymore, your life is going to end, you will live life differently. When people are told you have three months, when people are told you have a year, when people are told you have three days, everything changes because they understand the brevity of life. We need for God to show us that this is more than planes and trains and money in the bank. And we need to realize we live in a fallen world where terrible things happen. It has nothing to do with God's goodness. It's not God getting angry at somebody. It's not God pouring out his wrath. We live in a fallen world where there's scorpions, mosquitoes, and crooked politicians. And we're going to face some things. Everybody's going to face some things. But God said he'd be with us. Amen. And he said, we'd like the way of escape. God said, he'd give us a way of escape. We'll love that. But then he goes on to say that you may go through it. Go through it. (laughs) We want our stripes. We want to be more than conquerors. But we don't want to conquer anything. Yeah. We want to go down to the army surplus and buy our stripes. Yep. And walk around like we actually earned them. We have respect for people who've lived their life for God. I have... I'm proud of my son in the Lord. Amen. He stood and he stood and he said, and he didn't receive his promise, but he believed the whole time. And God said to him, well done. That's what we're looking for. That's right. Amen. So tonight, we're proud of Chief. Amen. We're proud of Nathan. They both lived a great life as examples for us. And that same book of Hebrews says they're a part of a cloud of witnesses. That's right. They're not cheering us us on on and saying, don't. Quit. Don't quit. That's Keep exactly the faith. Right. Amen. You pray for us. I'm excited now. Amen. Pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that we are a people of faith. And Lord, we believe when we receive, and we believe when we don't receive. Amen. We believe that you are good, and we believe the devil is bad. Yeah. And if we keep those two things at the forefront of our mind, Lord God, life would be totally different. So we thank you, Father God, that none of us are looking for hard times. That's not what we're talking about. 
We're talking about living in a fallen world in which God wants the light of Christ in us to shine in this darkened world. Lord, when Gideon put the lamp inside the pitcher and then broke the pitcher, the light shined out and confused the enemy. Mm. Lord, when we're broken and what comes out is, I love you, Jesus, and you are awesome, and God, you're faithful, and you are good, it confuses the enemy. That's right. And the battle is won. Thank you, Lord. Help us to be a people, Lord God, that when things happen that break us, then instead of whining and complaining and murmuring like little bitty four-year-olds, Help us to be people of faith who rejoice in the goodness Mm. of our God Mm. and shine forth the light of Christ into a world that would say, I want what they have. Amen. Father, I thank you that we need to live this life out loud. Thank you, Jesus. And we need to be faithful to who we are. And when we mourn, we need to mourn with those that mourn. And when we rejoice, we need to rejoice with those that rejoice. Father God, I thank you that you're working in us a depth of relationship, a depth of faith that will carry us through whatever's coming our way. Thank you, Lord, for drawing us close to you that we would know in the midst of what we're facing, you're with us. We are not alone. And Lord, we thank you for it and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you, Lord.